Welcome back, everybody, to another great episode of Underrated. Um, it's me, Alan, and of course, with my lovely co-host, Ariel Ortiz. Hello. And Derek McDuff. Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, welcome back. Today, we're going to be starting a new series, kind of a new little mini-series that we're doing. Uh, it's going to be a video game series called 8-Bit Cinema. We're going to be talking about uh, our picks for our underrated video game films. We're going to be doing it a couple episodes each. It's going to be kind of how like we had last year's uh, sequel series. So it's going to be something like that, a little summer series. And it's going to include also our other shows as well as you've never seen and Gateway episodes. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We'll explain a little bit more later at the end of the show, as per usual. And I'm going to hand it off to Ariel to her pick Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about Assassin's Creed. It's a nineteen uh, twenty sixteen um, huh. movie based on the the well the legendary um, Ubisoft um, game series. Um, this came out, I think, after Syndicate or probably not. I don't want to say Legion. Um, what is it? The bro the brother is not here, unfortunately, <laughs> because he's the one that that is a really good. Um, connoisseur of, of the assassin's creed legend but it essentially follows the uh, assassin's creed lore from the games of um the assassins and the templars you know at at odds with each other and um and yeah for me i enjoyed it i think it, it, it very much is is tied to the lore and it, it, i think that might be beneficial to to the casual to the viewer to know this lore to it and and i feel like um it was it's really it's a really awesome um historical kind of a movie it showing you know going back and and um in in this case uh the spanish inquisition and kind of talking about that and the the templars kind of going after what is considered one of the greatest like relics um and something that they go after in the games themselves is the the apple of eden and um yeah, it has like a really good cast of people on paper of of um Michael Fassbender, um Marion Cotillard. 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 Yeah, Cotillard. Yeah. I can Marion Cotillard. Um Jeremy Irons and um uh and not is it Brian Gleason? Yeah, Brian Gleason. And a few others like uh, uh and, Bre- Brendan Gleason, I think. Brendan Gleason. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And yeah, for me, I enjoyed, and I know that it's definitely a hard sell. And it, for me personally, I feel like if it had got, it, it has a rocky start. I will admit that, but I don't think it's it's as deserving as the hate that it sometimes gets. Um. So then, unfortunately for Ubisoft, like in in my opinion, in their video games, they've kind of like lost sight of this lore that I really love and what this film you know embraced on of this long line of assassins and and you know this fight between the templars and the assassin which which in modern day is has morphed into this fight against abstergo which is the company that essentially the templars are in control of and kind of like unfortunately after like black flag and uh and syndicate and um that that kind of story in background kind of like 
became second tier to the you know just jumping into like a, a period of of time and and like just fighting and then now it's become so mystical with like fight you you fight you know the gods and um and the the egyptian gods and all this stuff so it's kind of like in my opinion like unfortunately like ubisoft as a whole like lost their way and i think that that unfortunately with the with the lack of reception of positive reception to this movie kind of like push that that move into like dropping the you know this lore a little bit more closer i mean a little bit more even and um yeah unfortunately like it, that's why i like this movie is because it's so much tied to the, this this like really awesome lore that like i could spend like you know 30 minutes talking about how desmond is like you know in and all this stuff and is essentially like the god tier assassin like um he's like the master line of of, of dna assassins like he his you know his line goes back so far and then like that's why they're he's he, he, it's, it's just a whole thing and and i really feel like um this movie did a good job of capturing that and and there's really awesome moments that play into that in this movie besides you know the whole showing of of like uh, aguilar who is the the um historical assassin in this um in this movie like showing the the ceremony of him like you know getting his finger chopped off and that's because the blade like has to you know this blade you know has to uh, um essentially uh, like it has to be it's like a second hand that's like, like coming out of your ring finger right like that's the only lore i know about the games like like well, they it, cut it off and it's supposed yeah. to like yeah it has to become a part of your it has to be it has to become a part of your hand ring finger, I don't and know. but it turns out that most it's ceremonial in the most part and as showing like you know you're giving up on the creed and you feel that you know happening between you know these these historical characters of aguilar and maria the two you know the two ones and then you find out that like yeah they were essentially married and that's like their their line goes pat goes down to cal in modern day and like the, you know they sacrifice for the creed and that's like the basis lore that's really awesome <laughs> and, and and then yeah like uh and then of course like uh there's a couple awesome scenes of of like when he does finally like truly connect to his bloodline and and his his, his, his you know the ancestor his ancestors and and that's something that's kind of like expressed in the earlier games of like you know like connecting with your the these ancestors you know it Desmond it's Alistair and and um Ezio and then so to see that whole line of you know of characters around him and then one of them kind of like that he shares like that's an easter egg too is that he shares with Desmond um from the games and um yeah so real, real yeah. quick because uh, I have questions I, I don't <laughs> know much about Assassin's Creed all I knew was like the the blade thing and the the animus so the this character Michael Fassbender's character is he the main one from the games no, or is no, it like 
No, he's an Desmond... original character. Desmond is the the char- the main character in the first three, and then kind of the fourth. The something happens to him, unfortunately. Like, oh well, I don't know if I. Uh, he was in a hatch anyway. and it exploded. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, um, uh, no, I, I no. So essentially, um, what happened to him is that they're they're on the run. Him and his group, they're on the run from Abstergo trying to take him down and stuff like that, unfortunately. Um, They lose the fight, and he gets killed, and Abstergo ends up taking his body. And essentially, um, and this is kind of like what's hidden, like, that's possible. Like, this Animus in this movie is like a new generation. Like, usually the Animus and the simulation are just... um, uh, experienced by the themselves, but in this one they kind of like they kind of like up it in the technology, which is like very in a very abstergo way to to like kind of like see and visualize it, and and that that in, in itself that that animus like really plays cinematically for me apparently. Uh, I mean, and so so yeah, so they get a hold of Desmond's DNA, and with that they kind of like create the animus that like just using his DNA because like I said he's kind of like a god tier in in assassin lineage you could say because he has like go his well, lineage goes back to like the uh, the first um assassin and so like he is he's essentially like is in the line of I, I, like I don't know a little religious but like he's the 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 Jesus Christ and it, like you know he he has that whole awesome line of lineage and heritage and and Father Abraham like you know he's he's his um his uh <laughs> ancestor and stuff but yeah so this character in this movie Cal is an original character and the reason why they they are after him is because his ancestor is the one that that hid the um the apple of Eden and in true Assassin's Creed um, lore, they kind of like throw in a historical, um, you know, figure of 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 Christopher Columbus at the end. They're like, because, oh, like how about this oh, genocidal so, maniac? But yeah, so, but but yeah, and and the one thing that like going back to lore that I love in this movie, and I really it like the Assassin's Creed games were going in that trajectory, especially with like Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Of like showing this, the sector and the lore of the assassins in modern day, and that's what like that's an Assassin's Creed game that I would love to see is like just like because you know there's so many historical things like you don't have to stay in in like ancient Egypt and ancient Rome and stuff. You could keep kind of get a little bit modern and show these like assassins like you know trying to like stop you know all these historical events that were caused by you know the knights templar and 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 all these other things like i feel like that would be an awesome story to to create and we kind of get that sense of that with you know the modern day scenes of seeing all these people who you know are assassins themselves and and because like you become um, like some assassins, they, they it's just a lineage, and they learn from father to son and all that. But then other ones, because of the, the uses of the animus, gain these abilities because of this bleeding effect, and mm-hmm. um, and become like that's what we kind of see with Cal's character. He learns to be an assassin because of this, and uh, and yeah, so when, and then the, 
the, Wait, when the, does this take place? Like when this when, takes cause... place in modern day? I would say I feel like it was like like the like the near future. It feels like you know, like like yeah, five to ten say, minutes in the future. You know. Yeah, I would say possibly after Desmond's death, or uh, probably because like I don't think they find they're still looking for the the according to the wikipedia it's a it's dystopian so i mean that's kind of like vaguely futuristic so are the games like a little ahead of time like like this like i always thought that the games were a little further out because of the technology and then oh yeah yeah in that case yeah yeah. in that case yeah it's like a you know like a a postmodern like you know a, a futuristic no, I thought you were talking about the actual like. <laughs> oh no no like, no! Like, like, of the games, yeah. Because I know what yeah. you mean. Because I've heard people say <laughs> the same where they're like, "Oh, I wish I can play as like the assassin in present times." And I've seen really cool fan art of like modern day, like you know, with the white mm-hmm. outfit and everything, and like yeah. they'll have yeah. like, like they'll even make it like oh, a lightsaber no. blade or whatever. Oh no! That end that end scene with that the the assassination of of you know the the of jeremy irons character that is like one of my most favorite parts of this movie because it essentially shows you like these three modern day assassins and like and they're like how skilled they are and then also with uh, how awesome like assassins are in the at least in the old lore of assassin's creed (laughs) Of like how they all have like their special designs and stuff like that, and then it just, just yeah, like how they're they, you know they're all together and and one they're a creed, but they're all have like these they're an assassin's creed, yeah, yeah. But I mean, then you get that kind of sense like that when they are um, save the prince of of um Spain. He's like it, so this you know Spanish Inquisition the you know the the romans kind of like or catholic church like, trying to take over from the moors and stuff like that um but that when they like save the the young prince and stuff and like how the assassins like all kind of like come in and like they all have their like special um you know weapons and stuff like that that just feels like that's then that's the whole point of this of this special series like it just feels like the game like it's so cinematic in like how it is and and yeah, like it, it's just I, I like I will be the first to say that there are problems with this and like movie and story wise and stuff like that, but it's not the worst in my opinion. But and it also like had the thing that hurts me is because it like had that potential. It had that potential of like seeing like this modern kind of like more modern assassins and then like this fight against Abstergo, which who kind of like slightly dwindled out on on um the newer um ones i i think like i haven't really paid attention to them but i think like um not valhalla like odyssey like it's essentially an archaeologist is just like to learn that's why she's like diving into cassandra's like memories and stuff like that i don't know i i kind of myself have fallen off of the because it's just like more so the the story, which is a good part. More so the story of the the historical journey than the actual like present time like conflict. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I knew none of that. I I don't know anything about the Assassin's Creed games. The only interaction I ever had with them would 
be back in the day, like I was dating somebody who would play them all the time and I would just kind of watch her from the background. So I just saw her doing all the things and jump off the buildings. I was like, this looks vaguely interesting, but it was never a game. I'm, I play a lot of games, but that was never a game that I was interested in. Um, I'm not really particularly interested in all this, the lore and stuff like that. No offense to any uh, fans of the Assassin's Creed games, but they were not really my jam that I really wanted to get into. Um, and with that all said, I still thought this was a pretty good movie, and I think that's that's really what it should be. It shouldn't you shouldn't have to know. Oh, here's the history of. I, I you were talking about absurd. I was like, I don't know nothing about these guys. Uh, you, you know, you if you if you know all that stuff, and this is like this is a great, and you're a fan of the games, and this game this movie is able to like give you all the stuff you were talking about, Ariel. That's great, but also. It should be able to, you should just be able to watch this movie without having to play the games, which is what I did. And I thought it was pretty, I was honestly, like, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of worried going into this. Like, seeing the, like, the scores and seeing, like, how, like, after hearing everybody talk about it, I was like, ooh, all right, I'm going to give it a chance, but I feel like this one is going to be rough. But it felt like a very solid historical action film done with some, like, real, just, you know, some real effort behind it. And I think that is the big thing. And I've been thinking about, you know, why video game adaptations are so just like kind of looked down on. And, you know, one of the big reasons I think is because fans are so salty. Like, all, they're like worse than Star Wars fans, like video game fans. If like something mm -hmm. isn't exactly like the video game, they will fucking riot, you know? And it's weird because it's like, there's adaptations for everything. There's adaptations for books. And there's adaptations for other movies, there's adaptations for plays, and, you know, if you're not accurate to that, like, people don't, like, you don't have to have read the book to see the movie, but there is, like, this perception that you have to have played the video game to see the video game movie. And I don't think that needs to be the case. You can just make a really good story that stands on its own that people can enjoy whether or not you are familiar with the source material. Um, and I think that this movie in the overall history of video game movies, 2016 in particular, but this this movie, along with Warcraft, which also came out that same year, I think did something that no other real video game movies had done. And, and while those movies were both kind of, you know, failures at the box office and critically, and there's things about them, like I do think, you know, I liked the film, but, you know, I, did, I think it petered out a little bit at the end, but I still did enjoy it. Um, Warcraft, I think, was really ambitious, but kind of, you know, didn't really work for me. But they were taking steps in the right direction. And you're, it's the pivotal point in kind of video game adaptations because I've been watching all of the video game adaptations I can for this series to try and, like, you know, get as much knowledge and speak to it as much as I can. And these films were really, for the first time, made with, like, prestigious people. Like, Justin Kurzel, who had, just the year previously, the, the same team that did Macbeth, um, the 2015 version of Macbeth, which is in my opinion, one of the most impressive-looking films of all time. So you got uh, Justin Kurzel, Kurzel, obviously you got back um, uh, Michael Fassbender, and then they also got back the uh, cinematographer um, Adam Arkapa. All three of them back who had worked on this prestigious film to make a basically a prestige video game film, which is was unheard of. And I think that that's what was really missing, and that's why video games... Part of the big reason why video games had this reputation for so long of being like garbage and not being good because you wouldn't have people who were act there was people just doing it for a quick buck. It was not people wanting to make actual 
cinema. And this, no matter what you say about it, was a real attempt to make some beautiful, impressive cinema. Because like one thing, too, I will say about this movie is it looks incredible. It is so visually cool. Like the stuff they're doing where they're in the animus and he's seeing like, you know, the ghosts and the bleeding and everything. There's some really good stuff. There's obviously all these great actors in it, like you had mentioned. So taking all these ideas from the games that have resonated so much with people and really for the first time giving them a big budget, a like talented director and just all and, you know, a great cinematographer, I think really made all the difference. And that's why just a couple years later, you start to see movies for the first time ever get positive ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I think since 2019, when the first video game movie to get a positive score on Rotten Tomatoes, Detective Pikachu, there have now been four more, and they've all been within the past couple years. And and video game movies, after having this reputation for so long of being bad, are now actually starting to be... We just had, like, you know, just a couple weeks ago, Sonic 2 come out, and it's getting great reviews, you know? You had last year, you had Werewolves Within, you have all these great movies getting good reviews, and that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this movie, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I agree. And and you know what? And I agree with a lot of stuff. And actually, I would go as far as to say, you don't really have to play the games to really enjoy the movie. If anything, it's a benefit. Because, like I said, all I knew was like, the animus and i kind of they kind of actually did it how i imagined it looked like i was like i bet it's some weird machine off the ceiling i don't know i don't know how it looks like in the games it's more so like a like a matrix kind of like jacking in so like the the thing that he puts into his neck Mm -hmm. that's essentially is like what mainly the animus like is or the pro it's because animus is like more so a program but they created this they created that whole system with the with the arm and all that like as as like a that, yeah right? as like an upgrade to that system so that they could see the projection as well because usually the animus is just kept to the person that's jacked in and they experience it and all that but yeah this is like a kind of like you know like a another version of of the animus that that is in the games no yeah that's how exactly how i pictured it so i was like I don't know. I, I thought that's how it looked like in the games, but uh, yeah, no. And like the thing is, you know, I I knew very little. I was like, I know, I just knew what the machine did. And you know, because I watched with my girlfriend, she was kind of like, "So have you played them?" And I was like, "I, I played one. I, I tried jumping off a building and landing in a haystack, and I fucking didn't." So I said, "I don't want to play this anymore." But that didn't like steer me off. I just was like, eh, I'll, "I'll play one day. I'll get to it." But uh yeah like it like we were both kind of like well this is pretty great like i was worried like derek because that year when it came out like pretty much all my friends love assassin's creed like they're fucking huge into it i even was telling them about it earlier today that we're going to be recording and even and they still kind of had that like uh assassin's creed and i was kind of nervous but i was like dude i was watching it and it's not bad like it's actually entertaining it's a great sci-fi action movie and I feel like the less you know about it, it's it's pretty cool. It, it does good world building. And like Derek said, there's great actors. Um, I didn't know who cinematographer the director was. I kind of just went in blind. You know, I didn't even know Jeremy Irons was it was in it. And I was like, that super caught me excited. off guard I too. Like, I was like, yo, Ozymandias, let's fucking go. 
but um but yeah like it was fun man we had a good time with it i will say my only big gripe with it was the ending was a little anticlimactic i was expecting like because because right before those last like five minutes there's a really big scene and you kind of have this like oh shit shit's gonna get real and then i thought he was gonna get like the white costume the, the white assassin's ninja templar costume it's literally only one character wears a white costume alistair which yes he is the most popular uh or Ezio, sorry Ezio, uh, um and yeah he is the most popular assassin's creed and they they did do like essentially two or three games on on just Ezio because he was so popular but some but normally assassins wear neutral co- normal colors to blend in that's the whole point kind of thing yeah. get it I, I get it again <laughs> I, I didn't know i i mean it's cool i don't think they put it on the poster i don't know but that was because again I, I work with video games and, and i mm-hmm. work with them all day so i see assassin's creed at least numerous times a day i don't get to play them i just look at the cover and the whole thing but yeah so i kind of was like Oh, where's the costume? You know, it's kind of like expecting Super Mario not to have his costume. And then you go, oh, he'll probably have it in the last 20 minutes. And then he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have his, you know, iconic blue and red overall uh, costume with the red hat. So I'm kind of, uh, that's what I was expecting. I was like, where's, you know, I was like, where, where's my, my Daredevil costume? <laughs> I, I'm over. I'm done with the Frank Miller, you know, black <laughs> costume. I want to see. My my daredevil costume, and I think that was the only thing too. I was like, yeah. Again, the only I, reason, I, I don't know much. The only reason he he wears a white costume, Ezio, is, is he's because he's a badass. No, it's because it's in <laughs> Rome. There's a lot of white buildings. It's also, Rome. Also badass, though. I'm just saying that's All, that's it's assassins are Arbor badass. Or, truly, or Labor truly, Day. <laughs> truly, um, it, Edward Conway might be the. the most badass he was a fucking pirate but <laughs> yeah um but well, yeah of, i was gonna say well speaking of badass real fast it just kind of goes to what i was saying about them actually like putting like a ton of effort into this movie is one of the few things i know about the assassin's creed games is you like you reminded me i forgot i didn't even put this in my notes but you reminded me Alec, when you're like i jumped into the hay it's all about taking that dive where I you just, the oh hay. yeah you fucking the leap of faith <laughs> the leap of faith thank you i they took the leap of like, faith name drop and it that in the did movie. not fucking it screwed <laughs> me over i fucking but, hit the ground so hard yeah, uh, unlike which... <laughs> you they, they actually did the leap of faith for real in this movie they like mm-hmm. actually saw it practically and you normally most movies nowadays they would just use you know a CGI double to do that, but they actually had a guy do the stunt, and it was the biggest stunt drop they had done in like thirty five years or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, I gotta give my respect to that. That's pretty fucking rad. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Cool. It's, I didn't know that. The the raw footage is really awesome, but it's just like it's done like str- that's that's going back to that. Like there are scenes in this movie that are like straight from the game. Like they capture the mechanic. The um, mechanisms of these movements that that are so iconic with you know the Assassin Creed games, like like the leap of faith, like that whole movement of like him like snapping back to it and then like doing this flip and then throwing the dagger and and stuff like that. That's like just straight out of the game, and it, it it's such it, that's it's that's why it's like 
I don't understand why people like that played the game. Some people that played the game like don't didn't like it. I think it's more so because like they were salty because you know their boy Desmond got killed, and then now now we have this new guy and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, well, actually, I actually yeah. wanted to get into that because mm-hmm. when the movie came out, I, I was not interested. Just like you know, like you know, Uncharted came, uh, Uncharted came out earlier this year, and I was like, eh, I'm not really into Uncharted either. So I kind of just let it go by. And when when this one came out, I remember it very vivid. I remember the hatred it got more vivid yeah. than it being in theaters. Like, I remember fucking everybody was like, dude, fuck that movie. All the best parts. This is a very big confusing thing. Everyone said the best part of the movie was the last five minutes, which I fucking highly disagree. I, I, I like the same, five, I'm on the same I page. Like I the really, five, last I five really minutes. did not like the end. I, that was the one thing that, like, I was into this movie, and I felt it. I'm on. I'm kind of on the same side as you, Alan, where I just it didn't work for me at the end. But but for me, I thought it was, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Because the fucking rest of the movie is fun. I had yeah. a great time with it. I was like, okay, I like the lore. I like the world building. And, like, people were just like, the whole foot. Like, people made it seem like it was, like, Fan four stick, so like like Fantastic yeah. Four, like that fucking bad. Like they were like, oh yeah, dude, all the good stuff is right at the end. It's like an hour and a half of talking and all this shit. And I was just like, when I was watching it, I like I said, I texted my friends. I was like, did you guys watch this one? Did you guys watch something else? Because like <laughs> it doesn't seem that bad. Like I, I was super yeah. confused. So I want to ask you, Ariel, as like kind of our Assassin's Creed uh, expert, like why do you think people? disliked her what are your theories of like why people were like fuck this movie i think for me like i i'm not i'm not like a historian of of assassin's creed like i said i learned mainly from my brother and if yeah if he was able to join us that then it would he would he could provide a lot more information but but for me and uh and i'll go into why i think the last five minutes like played well with with diehards of this game um but there for are me, three I, Jeremy Irons. Um but for me I think the reason why it got such hate is because things people aren't people don't like different things. Like so the change of the of the animus was something and then and then having a new bloodline and then usually like in the games you don't see all these other distant descendants of of the assassins. You see more like Desmond and it's like kind of like alluded that Desmond is like a very so like so rare of an assassin or you know of having a bloodline like essentially the assassins have been dwindled off to like you know, like him being like at the last, or maybe one of the last, you know, of the bloodlines of assassins, and and then yeah, he came after, you know, like a um, when was Black Flag came out? Um, yeah, so it came out after like Black Flag came after Unity and Syndicate, which are definitely ones that are underrated in themselves and weren't very much um received well with fans unfortunately even though they are kind of like especially unity which unity is the one that that um desmond and and cal share a a ancestor with um but or it's kind of alluded to that but but yeah so i think it's just that feeling of being of it being different like abstergo is kind of like is in the games you see a lot more of the 
corporation kind of side of Abstergo where this is like very much like they're you know they're on a it's like a special project and 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 stuff like that so it's kind of like a slight deviation of of Abstergo as a care as a company as well so so yeah like with e everything that people like are up in arms for it's because it's slight it's somewhat different and but in my opinion all these differences are made for its benefit like uh, like the animus is plays really awesome and it is like a new you know like it it, it makes sense that it, there's a new type of animus because it's just a technical technological advancement and then um and yeah, I just don't understand because I don't, I think be, they probably had a problem with the character of Cal, most likely. And then so going on to the ending, I think that the ending people liked it more because it fed into that core lore of of the move of the games i mean up until that point you know you have the return of like the the apple of eden and you see it glowing and that's something that's shown in the games and like and then um and then it kind of like ties back into you know obscure and then the templars you see that's like mainly the main way you know i mean the main time that you see like the templars grouped and stuff like that and and then um I enjoyed the ending because it showed like, you know, like a, um, this, and which probably people that play the games do because it had showed the little bit more of that espionage kind of like side of things. And, and because like the reason why, you know, the daughter lets him go and kill the father is because the father has been taking all of her, you know, her glory and all of yeah. her things and stuff like that. So she lets it happen. And and then it's for her benefit, and then so then he has something to tie over her if anything happens, if there's a clash against them. Like he has this t now they're they're like kind of like intertwined in a way, and so so for me that last five minutes was like a little bit more of like the es corporate espionage in a way of of it, and so that especially with like Black Flag, you kind of get that corporate espionage because the character the main character in the present is like working for abstergo and and this whole thing kind of comes out and he ends up helping the assassins but but yeah i think that might be the reason um yeah so essentially it's because it's not the main like the main character i guess you know what it, it kind of goes with last year's uh mortal kombat where mm -hmm. mortal kombat for the longest time has Liu kang as the main character, he's the chosen one, etc. Up until like MK9 or whatever, MK10. But one one of my issues with it, I love that movie. I love Mortal Kombat. I love the fuck out of it. But I was kind of like, why don't you use Liu Kang? Because they introduced a new original character. And I guess maybe that's what they were trying to do with Mortal Kombat. I feel like Mortal Kombat probably did it better because they had more fan service compared to Assassin's Creed. That's my guess. But mm -hmm. I agree with the different. I because I, that I, even when I saw Mortal Kombat, I was like, "Really? You don't use Liu Kang? Like he's fucking right there." And I guess with this, I guess people were like, "You didn't use Desmond, or you didn't use whoever else." I'm sorry, I don't know all the. I don't know when the characters. Yeah. No, no, it's, no. Know. It's like you didn't go into more of the lore of like. I get it's like um. It's kind of like it was already mainly there. Like, like yeah, mainly like you didn't use the lore of Black Flag. 
because yeah, that's it's just like I you changed it and now it sucks you know it's like that's like the whole yeah. thing about all these so many video game fans get so it's like you know if you mention the last jedi on the internet just people like fuck the last jedi. like people just lose their mind you know and like whether last like jedi it's just, is fucking amazing so i don't care what everybody says i love yeah, last jedi. people lose their fucking shit because like salty fans just get so upset when you don't include exactly their favorite thing from the game and the more popular something is the more like if you adapt like something that no one's heard of you know or like that has like a very simple plot nobody's gonna care like if oh the angry birds movie which came on the same year people are like yeah it's fine you know like because like what do you get it's an app you know there's no characters or anything it's just you can just make up whatever story you want but if you're like this this sacred like very expansive like lore that is so deep and if you don't include everything exactly as they want then they're gonna get upset it's it's interesting i'm reading right now a book william golding's book on screenwriting and um william goldman's book on screenwriting and he talks about you know doing adaptations and how you just have to change things because it is you know he wasn't talking about video games obviously video games weren't a thing really when he wrote the book but it is you know essential that like these are different mediums video games are about like you putting yourself in this role like going through the thing and exploring and doing all these different things cinematic language is completely different so with that changes have to be made and people get upset whenever these changes are made mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's it's one of the ones that um like in the last year for video game movies or did was it this year when did it come out um came out this year um but that i feel like might be getting that same backlash is like the the uncharted movie because mm. i enjoyed it i loved it and like i and a little bit more tied into the the uncharted lore and history and stuff like that and for me this it was like i don't understand if people just thought that oh this is like a new like it's replacing the thing that i played but in actuality like it's a prequel it plays as a prequel like mm -hmm. to the to the games and stuff like that, um, and then maybe in the next movie they might tie into like you know something that happened into in the in the actual move actual games. I mean, so yeah, I think that um, the Uncharted movies, unfortunately, like you know, get the same kind of like just as this one did because like, and that one is a lot more tied closely to the game than, in my opinion than than this movie is but it's adding new things it's adding new lore so it, it unfortunately like i wasn't like i don't i don't know but i've heard like mixed things about it but for me I, who did watch it i was like oh this is like an incredible like companion piece to or prequel to the to the video games that you know that everybody loves and stuff yeah and I would just kind of, you know, I was to kind of continue on why we think it has this bad reputation. We've touched on the fans a lot, but it also has like a really like even by video game standards, like critics, like a, this critical score on Rotten Tomatoes is really bad. And I was like really curious about that because I was like, oh, this movie looks like pretty good. Like it's, you know, like I said, it's got all these prestige elements and it might not be like amazing, like the best thing ever. But like as far as video game movies, especially up to this time, like I didn't really see anything like it. And I looked up a lot of the reviews, and a lot of them are just, like, kind of, like, middling. They're like, ah, this movie's fine, didn't really work for me, whatever. But because of the fucking binary of Rotten Tomatoes, and I will always rant against how much I hate Rotten Tomatoes because of this, a thing is either a good review or a bad review, so if you give something like, eh, it's fine, it didn't really work for me, that just counts as a bad review, and, like, all of the reviews are like that. 
And I think that's another thing, you know, that has been kind of going against video game movies is even if they're like, like everybody's saying it's okay, it's not great, you know, that kind of just gets overwhelmed and you, you just see, instead of seeing like, okay, it got an average of a C, you see 18%, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I feel you on that. It makes sense because, uh, yeah, I, I think, because I won't lie, like when I, like I said, when I finished it, I was like, yeah, it was cool, it was fine. Like, mm-hmm. And to some people, that, that might be like, Oh, so you hated it. And it's like, no, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was fine. I thought it was cool. It was entertaining. But sometimes that, that can skew a review, especially a shitty review website like Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I, I really agree with the, the difference part. I, fans just really like the way things are. They, they don't like their macaroni touching their rice or their chicken on their <laughs> plate kind of thing. They just fucking despise it. So it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, I, I think a lot of people nowadays kind of have to just be open to it, to 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 the difference because I I feel like with Sonic, what it what it did really well, Sonic Two, is that it was different. You you had these human characters, and you're like, I don't really give a shit about them, but because of that difference, and like they were able to do a really good balancing act of having all these fan favorite moments and all these fan favorite characters. And then kind of building a story around the human characters to kind of connect them all. It kind of made something new and different. I feel like they kind of figured out the formula in a weird way. And that's why, like, just Sonic's killing it right now, which I'm happy for. I fucking loved it. And Detective Pikachu, same thing. Detective Pikachu, they didn't go the route of, hey, let's focus on Pokemon trainers. They said, we're going to do a mystery story Mm. with Pokemon. And I won't yeah. lie, even when I heard about it, I was like, eh, maybe. Because they did a CGI movie, I think, a couple years ago before it. And then they had a, a Nintendo 3DS game for it. So I was like, eh, I don't really care too much about it. And wow, was I pleasantly fucking surprised. Yeah. I think you're right. It's totally accurate that you kind of have to go against the grain. And you have to not go exactly what the fans want. Because sometimes the fans are absolutely wrong and sadly it's the majority that are absolutely wrong because some of these later picks that you guys are going to hear us talk about are also not very popular with fans especially my two picks and i fucking love them for what they are because they are Mm -hmm. completely different and does it bother me sometimes yeah it's not exactly what it is but it's fucking awesome for what they did but yeah like it's fans man they just gotta take a chill pill like they just gotta relax and just think of it as like an elseworlds or what if story like just enjoy it for what it is and then isn't this film i think this might be another thing that really upset people is that this film is canon right to the games yeah but that's the thing no that's the thing that's very ironic because now like they oh it's it's kind of like I don't know if Ubisoft got salty after this and then after like all fans, the game like, companies do all the yeah, game companies get really after, upset after and this they, like, and then like, also oh no 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 not not like hiding but salty like they got pissed off because like yeah like now they give the fans what they want oh you just want just the historical story fine here and so that's essentially what the majority of this of the recent games have been 
Like, they don't even name, number them anymore. Like, I think because they know, like, this isn't the lore, uh, at least, of, of you know, this whole Abstergo and on all that has taken a far backseat to this other, like, historical things. And then, yeah, like, I think very much so that's what might have transformed the games to what they are now. Which is, like, yeah, they're cool. They're awesome. You're fighting gods. And stuff like that, like you know, in the next in the in Valhalla, you know, you have Odin like on the battlefield with you, like you know, with the with his his crows and ravens, like and people and you know the assassins saying Odin is with us and stuff like that. Cool, but it's like, but you That's guys a huge had this departure. I know like a massive departure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes, yes, it's been a massive departure because you had these like historical figures. Now your historical figures are gods you know like like um i think the dlc for for um odyssey was essentially you it, it's turned into gods of war in a way which gods of war makes sense because okay like yeah you are fighting gods and stuff like that it's called gods of war but god of now, war god god of war oh god of war yeah yeah but yeah it's it's been de it's definitely been a major departure on on the games, and it came after this, you know. Mainly, I think the next game, ah, man, I think the next game after this was Origins, and that's where they like jumped the literal shark, you know, a bit. Is there a shark in it? There's crocodiles. Oh, jumped the crocodile. Well, uh, the Fonzie, little crocodile. Fonzie is hey, actually. Hey, forget about uh... it. This croc. Why yeah, Fonzie's actually the the new Assassin's Creed. He he jumps over <laughs> crocodiles, and you know he he fucks around with uh, the Olympians, and he fixes well, their jukebox <laughs> in Olympus. Well, I was like, gonna say <laughs> Assassin's Creed Wisconsin. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's the location. I was gonna say real fast too, like you know, because we were talking about like you know, oh, they changed it, and you can't. It's like what would an a completely accurate adaptation of a video game in, in B. Like, for this one, it would be just, like, you would just watch a guy, like, wandering around for, like, hours and just, like, you know, finding scraps of paper and do, doing... It would be so repetitive and just everything. Or, like, I was still watching Double Dragon the other day, and that's a fucking weird-ass movie that's, like, it's not a good movie. Oh, but, like, I was, yeah. like, it's it's wild. And they basically just, you know, you have to change things because if you made an adaptation of Double Dragon that was accurate, you would just be watching two guys walking to the right for fucking three hours. And that's all it would be. So you have to change things in these video game adaptations because it's a different medium, and storytelling in this medium is completely different. Otherwise, you would just have twenty six hours of just the same things happening over with a couple scenes of dialogue spliced in between. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole way of like the desynchronization, like, um, because in in the games, desynchronization is essentially you're like you're in a loading screen, like with like picture the holodeck. Uh, your your historical character is like in the holodeck of of Star Trek. That's like desynchronization, and to show it the the actual like, you know, the actual questions of like desynchronization and things like that, um, is like a lot. They do it a lot more cooler than the video games because in the video games, oh, it's just a loading screen. So to turn that into like what we you see in this movie of desynchronization synchronization and stuff like that just shows you like like it's it it did a lot 
like with the material that it did and like in innovative ways in my opinion yeah yeah and i mean i'm pretty sure they used the loading screen thing like that just because it saved resources it just made it easier and it kind of like it's funny because a lot of video games nowadays do shit like that where like they'll have a loading screen and they kind of give the loading screen a little bit of a purpose like where they're like this is actually you know it's playing it, it's rendering everything but it's playing a yeah. scene for you to enjoy and you're like oh okay cool or whatever or like that like that and like yeah. you know, they're the machine and everything so going on to film you, you have to change it you can't just be like wait up we're loading the next scene we're getting <laughs> the actors ready yeah hold up you know so yeah i totally get it but yeah so um any final thoughts no of I course like for, me, for me it's my yeah it's my my um <laughs> recommendation so i definitely recommend it yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. No. It was it was pretty solid. I, I yeah, I'm it a very lot. I'm very happy to hear that because even with my rewatch, I was getting nervous of like I well I'm enjoying this. I like this. Like like I really like from me like Aguilar. I love Aguilar as a character. Like my this is my brother's pop, but I have we have Aguilar. Like I just love that. He's not wearing the white costume. What's that? Why is he not wearing the white <laughs> Crusader outfits? But, so he looks no. like Azrael from Batman. Yeah, I just love the assassin scenes in this movie. So, like, I'm so happy to hear that you both liked it, you know, not knowing all this lore. Because I was worried, yeah, like, very much so, like, well, is it because I know all this lore that, like, it, like that I enjoyed the hell out of this movie? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I, pick. I, no, it, yeah, it's a pretty good pick. I won't lie. I, I did go and worried because I did tell one of my friends, I tell my buddies about it, and this essentially their one of their well, the other review was, you know how you didn't like Joker, and I was like, well, yeah, and they're like, well, imagine you know, it's not the Joker. Like when you when when I tell people how I feel about Joker, I go. Yeah, it's just a guy dressed up, and he and he wears makeup. He just looks like a fucking clown. Like he's not the Joker. They were like, "That's how this movie is." And I also, like, Joker's just a fucking movie for incels. It really is. I'm not gonna lie. I I it's my he's my favorite villain, and for me, I just what when, when I saw that movie, I was like, "It's a good movie. It's a horrible comic book movie, and it should not be a a, a Joker movie." But that was their thing. What that that was kind of their way of explaining it it's like but i really i really disagree with that statement because it's essentially like if you it that way it's going to be like it's it's going to be like oh this guy's in this but has nothing to do with the creed that's would be the the you know like the one-to-one apples to origin simile for that statement in my opinion Apples of Eden are the oranges of Eden, yeah. I, no, I think they were just trying to say, like, that's how he felt. Because, I, I mm-hmm. like I said, I was like, I don't know why you guys hate this. And they were like, well, it's how you don't like the Joker in the sense because of da-da-da. And now kind of talking about it in retrospect, I'm like, I get what they meant. But I think also it's because of the, the changes and the differences that we mentioned earlier. So I would actually, what I would say is, like, if you're a fan of the games, don't watch, don't watch it, or go and, in, but 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 watch it though. Like go in with open eyes and and an open heart and just enjoy it. It's entertaining. 
Mm-hmm. By no stretch of the imagination is this movie boring. It's entertaining. No, 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 you have no. a good time with it. Yeah. And if and if you're interested in the games and you haven't played them, but you're like, kind of want to watch the movie, I would say watch the movie just to be entertained because you're gonna have a good time with it. And if you don't know all the lore, whatever. But I've met, I've known so many people that that go, oh, I actually got into comics because I played Batman Arkham Asylum, or they're like, oh, dude, I just started reading spider-man because i love the spider-man ps4 game and i feel like in turn it can work the same way where somebody might watch this movie and they go hey this is pretty cool man and i can be this these types of characters and i can while watching then some people probably got inspired and go dude i love assassin's creed because i saw the movie the movie got me into it and i went and bought the you know the collection of all the games or whatever so Mm -hmm. i would say yeah nonetheless check it out it's a good time yeah absolutely yeah, I would say to Ubisoft, please bring back the modern day lore of Abstergo and and you know what happened to the guy at who who you know who stole the stuff from Black Flag. You know we want to know. So there you go. We've got questions, Ubisoft. Ubisoft, when are we going to get the the Assassin's Creed Rayman crossover game that everyone's <laughs> wanted? That's what I want to know. But. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so I guess just to to <clears throat> wrap it up, we do have other podcasts and other shows, and we do have stuff planned for it, and I would like my lovely hosts to like, tell you what they're about. Yeah, so my podcast is um, You've Never Seen, question mark, exclamation point, and I discuss movies that are considered um, part of pop culture or cinematic history, and um, either myself or my guests are watching those movies for the first time and discussing them right after the, the viewings. <laughs> yeah, and the episode that came out yesterday, we haven't recorded it yet, but it will have come out yesterday. We talked about Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Whoa time part, I know, yeah. right? fucking crazy so you guys already know how what we said but we don't even know what we said yet so fucking mm-hmm. fourth dimensional and then uh also um i wanted to mention that keeping in line with the you know the video game series that we're doing uh my podcast uh gateway episodes which was on a bit of a hiatus and you know until we're waiting to get 10 patrons before i start working or i am working on season two but before we start releasing episodes to give me a little bit more time we're waiting to get to 10 patrons uh, for season two of Gateway Episodes, which is a uh, podcast about TV shows. And for season two, we're going to be covering miniseries. But um, we're going to be doing a bonus episode um, before season two comes out. For uh, We don't have to wait for any patrons or anything. Uh, that is going to be on me and Alan are going to be talking about Castlevania. He's going to show me an episode of Castlevania. And I'm going to see if I step through the gateway and get into that. And then also, uh, speaking of Patreon, if you are signed up for Patreon... Uh, we are going to be doing a tournament um, on our Instagram for all the video game movies. Uh, basically, they're going head-to-head every day, so whoever gets the most points moves on. You vote on the movie, and at the end of it, on the 23rd, we're going to be releasing a Patreon-exclusive episode for the winner of the tournament, so vo- vote on whatever you think is the best video game movie. And then also, uh, one more thing I want to mention before we completely wrap up is that uh, we are also we also got a review. Uh, I want to read. We got a five-star review that I've been meaning to read for a while, and I just kept forgetting. Um, this is from Kai Bobby, who wrote the review. The title is Swell Humans, uh, and they write, 
Uh, I checked out the 13 Ghosts episode, and I really enjoyed it. I love these actors. How have I not seen this movie? Gotta love a bad, good movie. All uh, all are a bunch of fun. Thanks for the good times. So thank you for listening, Kai Bobby. Uh, thank you for the five-star rating and the um, the kind words. Uh, anytime That's one you guys... of the most iconic episodes. Like it's, we have, yeah, a, a, episode. We have <laughs> one of our best clips, As uh, if you go on our YouTube channel, clips, and it's from that 13 Ghosts episode. So, yeah, yeah, it's a that's a that was a fucking fun time. Um, so just want to say man. thank you. Yeah, even if you guys can't, you know, support us on Patreon, um, just anything like a review or even a rating helps so much. And we are very even if you just listen, we we love you guys for it. Absolutely, thank you so much, uh, Kai Bobby was his name. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it, and you know, we'd love to hear from more of you guys. Please, please dr- drop a like. Just hop on, man. Just hop on. Have a good time with us. We, we love it. Absolutely yep. love it. Yeah, email us at undercastcompany at gmail.com or, you know, we've got a Discord. Uh, follow us over there. Get in the conversation with us. Uh, we, we love get, talking to you guys. Well, with that, um, everybody, thank you um, for listening. And um, please, you know, w- join us for the next one because, like we said, we, this 8 bit theater is going to be um, a month long. It, um, mm-hmm. you know series so it's going to be really awesome and this is just the start yeah so. and I'll just say right now uh, should we tell them all the picks because I think you know let's let's get them interested uh, my next pick is going to be the 2020 movie or 2021 movie um, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City was one of the most fun times I had at the theater last year it is ridiculous it is so much fucking fun um, Alan did you want to say what your pick the grand finale of our of this video game series is gonna be i want to but i kind of want to save it because i feel like keep it's it very a controversial i want to keep it a mystery for sure you guys will have to tune back in but yeah tune, tune in for it because it's a very controversial pick and i love it to death and the only i want to give a hint but i feel any hint is going to give it away let's just say you no, I don't want to say anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it under wraps. I'm gonna keep it under wraps. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate appreciate you guys so so much. Oh my god, I can't even speak. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you for for listening in, and we hope to hear from you guys soon. And we hope you guys hear from us soon with our new episodes coming out. Thank you so much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Eight Bit Cinema, and I hope you come back for more. Have a good, have a good one, you guys. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks for being amazing.